Greetings. This is Justin Allen with the Elite Nurse Practitioner. Welcome to the Elite Nurse Practitioner Show, a podcast dedicated to nurse practitioner entrepreneurism and achieving financial freedom, where I talk directly with nurse practitioners who need help. Listen up. Our market is saturated. Jobs can be scarce. We are underpaid. We are undervalued. We are taken advantage of by the sharks within the healthcare system. And frankly, screw that. Sick of it. And it's time for a change. And listen, I'm here to help make that happen. We are powerful. We can forge a path where we are in control of our career and ultimately our financial and personal well-being. You do not need to submit to healthcare administrators and your doctor overlords. You do not have to take the measly salary. You do not have to work 50 to 60 hours a week. There is a different way, and I'm here to show you that path. This podcast is raw and unfiltered. I have not talked to nurse practitioners in this podcast prior to the call outside of an email exchange to schedule the episode. What you're about to listen to is a consultation session between a nurse practitioner and myself. It is real, it is unscripted, it is unplanned, and I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Anything and everything can happen during our conversation. The nurse practitioners in these episodes are struggling with an issue in their professional or financial life, and they have reached out to me for help. My goal is to help a nurse practitioner with actionable advice that will enhance and improve their professional, business, and financial life. My other goal is to hopefully help my nurse practitioner sisters and brothers build a more productive, powerful, and free life. So I hope the content and information within these podcast episodes does just that. All right, on to the episode. Hello, everyone. Today, we will be talking to Stacy, who is a psychiatric nurse practitioner practicing out of the Midwest. Currently, she is working at a county health department, providing mental health services on a contract basis. She is needing clarity to determine if starting her own practice is a good idea or if she should just continue doing her contract work. Her predominant hangups are that she enjoys her time off but she is wanting to increase her overall income. And so she's trying to decide on how to do that while maintaining a good quality of life. Hey, Stacy, how are you? Hey, Justin, I'm doing great. Thank you. No, absolutely. Thank you for hopping on here. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to hop on this call and hopefully uh, hopefully I can help you out. So with that said, bring us up to speed with where you're at in life. So how long have you been a nurse practitioner for? You know, what you've been doing? Just kind of bring us up to speed. Okay, well... I had kind of a midlife transition in my early 40s where I decided to leave bedside nursing. I'd actually been a cardiothoracic ICU nurse for 23 years and just kind of always felt like I wanted to really get away from bedside nursing and, you know, actually taking care of people's bodily functions and things like that and just move more into psychiatry. I'd always been really interested in psych. So I decided to go back to school. When my youngest child got into kindergarten, I decided to go back to school and I got my doctorate from UW-Madison and became a psychiatric nurse practitioner. So that was three years ago that I graduated. It actually took me five years to get through school. And it's been a really great move for me so far. I love the work. So did you have a lot of psych experience before jumping into your psych program? Well, I had a lot of human life experience that made me very interested in addiction and recovery. So I'd have to say that that's kind of more my 
I guess what my niche is, is helping people with addiction and, and recovery. Oh, I see. Gotcha. So are you doing like the opioid addiction, alcohol addiction, all those kinds of things? Yes, I have done Suboxone treatment in the past. I'm not doing that currently. Currently, I'm more working with Vivitrol and, you know, other helping treat the underlying psychiatric illness that might be present in addiction and just doing, you know, talking things through and trying to motivate people. Okay. So you've been doing some contract work at like a local health department. Can you kind of tell me a little bit about that? Are you like, how many days a week are you working? What's your salary like? That sort of stuff. Sure. Well, it's been great. I'm working three days a week. My salary is more than I've ever made in my life. I'm making $250 an hour to contract. My goodness. Yeah. So, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how many hours a week are you working? About 30. Okay. So yeah, you're making a super solid living here. Super solid living. And I'm really good with that. Yeah. So now you're a 1099, right? So you're in charge of paying all your taxes and health insurance, and all that yep. kind of stuff. Yep, I am. And so are they paying you directly or do you have a business that they're paying? I have a business that they're paying. Perfect. So you're able to have business expenses through that and all that sort of stuff. Like you set it all up correctly. Exactly. Yes. I'm working with an accountant and a financial planner. I'm still in the process of getting things set up correctly because it's all very new. But hopefully that'll all come down the way it's supposed to. But like I'm getting a, a SEP IRA set up and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, I think with the kind of money you're making, I think with SEP IRA, I mean, you could be dumping $61,000 a year into that thing tax-free. I mean, geez, you could really accelerate your, your retirement very fast. Yeah, that's the plan. I'm 51 now, so I really want to get set up. You know, I feel like I'm a little late to the game. Luckily, I had a good retirement through the hospital I was at and got into a 403B and deferred a lot of money for the, you know, 23 years of my life that I was in the hospital. But of course, my my income was nowhere where it's at yet. So like, I understand the importance. I wish I had been compounding the interest on what I'm making now back then. But, you know, sure. it is what it is. It is what it is, right? I mean, you can't you can't go back. Okay, so I know you have a hang up here of wanting to start your own business, increase your income, you know, maybe stay at this job, that sort of stuff. But before we jump into all this, I need to understand what are your goals? What are your financial goals here? Are you wanting to retire at 60, 55? What are you wanting to do? I want to become financially independent so I can choose how much I want to work or if I want to work right now, my retirement goal is 65 or, or if I can reach financial freedom sooner, I would love that. I love working. I love what I do. I don't want to stop, but I just have this dream of not being tied to something that I have to go to right. every day or right. you want um, to be able to do whatever the hell you want, whatever the hell you want. Exactly. Exactly. Right. And, <laughs> and, and I, I would like to do some of it in a warmer climate. <laughs> so yeah. So then give me a quick snapshot then. I mean, you don't have to go into specific numbers here, but just a, you know, a snapshot. Do you have an emergency fund? I do. You do. Okay. That's mm -hmm. six months worth of expenses or what does that look like? Yeah. Yep. Six months worth of expenses at least. Okay. Yeah. What's your debt like right now? What kinds of debts do you have? I've got about $90,000 in a mortgage and uh, we're paying that off quickly. And then I've also got $16,000 in a student loan. 16000 
$16,000 in a student loan. And then my husband has some student loans too, that we're going to get paid off. Well, I'd say um, since you get off this call, why don't you just click the button and pay those off. You get $16,000. You're making $250 an hour. Well, they're in deferment right now. We're actually focusing on the mortgage first. I see. No credit card debt or stupid debt like that. We've got that all paid off. That was the first thing to go. So just you, I mean, you're, I mean, you got a little over a hundred thousand dollars in debt. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Your husband, about how much total? He's just got, I want to say 20, 20,000 yeah. in student loans. Oh, okay. He so went back really... to school late too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys really don't have a whole lot of debt here. So you're in a pretty good position. How much do you have then in your, I guess your retirement accounts at this point? I know you said that you were putting money in there for 20 something years about how much, how much of a nest egg do you got? Well, just in the 403B, we've got over 500. Oh, it's wow. about 500,000. And then I've got other employee trust fund thing. And yeah, I've got some things that are, I haven't really counted in it. That'll give me like an annuity, but it's not going to be, you know, it'll add to the pot, but it's not like the whole thing. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, you could have your house paid off in a fairly short amount of time. I mean, so you'd have fairly low living expenses, right? Correct. Yeah. And I mean, you could easily be approaching a million dollar net worth from the sounds of it within within really just a couple of years here, if you did it right. So right. then it's just going to be up to you on, you know, what does it look like? I mean, what do you want in life? Do you want to be fat fire? You know, do you want to live it up, have $150,000 a year passive income coming in? Or do you want to just live very simply off of $50,000 a year? I mean, you know, this number you're shooting for really is going to determine on what you're going to be doing over the next 10 to 15 years. So with that said, you want to have, you know, one of those fat, financial independent kind of retirements or are you okay with more of a simple life? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> um, you know, I've been kind of I think scrimping and and living frugally for so long that I am happy with a simple life. That being said, I could get used to living with more, but I think I would be okay with uh, like a hundred thousand a year. Hundred thousand a year. A hundred thousand a year. If I could create a passive income stream of a hundred thousand a year, well, as soon as possible. But by the time I'm sixty-five, that would be great. There's no reason why you can't do this. No reason. You have ten to fifteen years more of work ahead of you, and at two hundred fifty dollars an hour, there is absolutely no reason why you can't get there. No reason. If you follow the four percent rule. You know, 4%, you can basically guarantee a 4% return every single year on your investment income or your investments in total. So you can have a 4% income coming in off your investments yearly. It's about what you can assume. So for $100,000 a year, I mean, you're going to need a little over $2 million invested if you wanted to live off just strictly your investments, nothing else. So, I mean, you could easily do that as long as the market doesn't crash or something crazy happens. I'm hoping to get to 2 million. That was kind of like, you know, when I think things through, that was kind of my goal that I thought I could get, that I thought I would shoot for to try and get to, you know, like when I get here, I know that it will, you know, compounding interest will really take over and I'm not going to have to worry about not having enough. Yeah. I mean, I think this is totally doable. I think even five or six years, if you really, really focused, I really do. Really? Absolutely. Five or six years. Wow. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, as long as the market continues to do okay, you know, we don't see any kind of crazy significant downturn and we just have a market of, you know, maybe 5% growth a year or something like that. I think that it's doable if, you know, you and your husband really focused 
just really, really focused. I mean, right now, $250 an hour, 30 hours a week, I mean, you're approaching $350,000 a year in income. And play, I mean, you got to pay taxes and there's, you know, there's, there's expenses and stuff like that. But, you know, with you already own a small business, which is this, this contract thing. I mean, there's no reason with a, an appropriate tax strategy, you know, you should be able to uh, decrease your taxes, your tax liabilities. So, I mean, you should be able to easily clear 250, maybe even closer to 300 a year if you did it right. Okay. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I mean, right. your expenses are fairly low. So, I mean, if you really just focused and lived frugally for five more years, I mean, you're talking about, you know, if you're maxing out your SEP IRA at $61,000 a year for five more years, I mean, that's going to end up being three or $400,000, you know, once it compounds and everything and it grows. And then if you put another 150000 a year into a post-tax brokerage or something like that, I mean, do the math. In five years, you'd be close to $2 million. Close. Close. Yeah. And that's working 30 hours a week. <laughs> like, my goodness. Okay. I think you need to have a structured meeting with a, a good financial advisor and an accountant and come up with a strategy and just pull the trigger and go. And, and just it. go for just go for the investing aspect just, of it and correct. just do it. I mean, you are sitting very pretty. Now, I know that you have this hang up of, you know, you want to start your own practice. You want to start your own business, which I am 100% behind. I think every NP should at least have a side hustle of some sort. It is the number one way to generate significant wealth. The tax implications cannot be beat. I mean, having a business is the practically the last tax haven left in this country. Sure. So yeah, the tax course that I have goes over lots of different things you can do to maximize your legal tax deductions, basically. You know, I think that a little small business is going to be something that, I don't know, it might, it might not be a bad idea. I mean, you said you know how to do Suboxone. You mean, you know, you're you're a psych MP, you're skilled. I mean, there's a lot of things that you know how to do. If you want to start a little side business, what would it be? What have you thought about? You know, probably just general psychiatry. That would be what I would want to do. I love helping people feel better and feel better about their life. So, you know, I get a lot of that right now with what I'm doing, though. So I don't necessarily feel like a huge drive to go do more of that other than there are people that need help, you know, out there. And I have the skills to give them what they need. And that kind of tugs at me. But I feel like I am doing a lot of that. So that's kind of where I struggle. You know, I I go back, I waffle back and forth. I think, should I do this? Should I do this? And, you know, then it's like, it's more expense to rent a place and, you know, set it up and the electronic health record and yada, yada, yada. I go back and forth. Like it would be nice to have my own business. It would be nice to have something I could do telehealth, you know, from a different location if at some point we wanted to travel. So, and I think I get kind of caught up in the minutia of it and then it all starts to feel very overwhelming to me. The other aspect that's overwhelming is like, is the credentialing process. And I'm kind of half started in that and it's just been a nightmare and I hate paperwork. So it sounds like you're giving yourself a lot of barriers. I am. And I think yeah. that a lot of these barriers you're giving yourself are, I think it's just a lot of fear-based overthinking kind of stuff, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you said that you were kind of concerned about the startup costs of it. You're making $350,000 a year. Like all you need is to divert, you know, $10,000. Mm-hmm. 
for 10,000 bucks, you could start a really, really nice little side practice. You could do it for five if you wanted to, you know. I mean, you make $10,000 in a week and a half. It's nothing. Right. That's all tax write-off. So whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? So I, just, like, I mean, yeah. just, you're, just, you're just reducing your taxable income. So it's a win there too. Okay. So yeah. just just quit thinking about that and do it. Quit thinking about that. You got the money. You're in a fantastic so, position. Literally, Justin, I am so used to worrying about money. I cannot I, even tell you what it's like to try to not worry. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Yeah. I mean, I kind of came from nothing. I grew up poor. I mean, I, I get it. Like you are in the top like 5%. <laughs> like you are making good money here. Like sometimes yeah. you got to stand back and get out of those old mindsets with money. You know, it's, and it's, it's yeah. very, very hard to break that. I mean, I, I still have issues with it. Yeah. You and me both. I mean, I, yeah. yeah. But you have the money. You do. Okay. You know, the credentialing aspects that you were mentioning, you know, listen, you should be doing that yourself. Hire a credential and have them do it. It costs you 1200 bucks, $1,500. Okay. You make that in five or six hours. Why are you killing yourself doing a bunch of credentialing paperwork yourself when you could just work five, six hours and pay someone else to do it? Yeah. I think you just need to dump those applications that you were filling out. It's driving you crazy and you're just going insane. Just have someone else do it. I'll source that work. Okay. It's going to take three to six months to get credentialed. So you have okay. plenty of time to get this business set up. Okay. So it's going to take three to six months. Okay. If you're going to accept insurance. Is your area, I mean, do you feel like that for psych services, you're probably going to have to accept insurance for what you want to do? I do. Yeah. yeah. I've okay. I've looked at it both ways and I feel yeah. like I'm going to need to accept yeah. insurance. I mean, cash-based general psych does work as long as there's a market for it in your area, you know, but if you don't want to go that route and prefer just to do insurance or whatever, I mean, you'll build your patient census much faster. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But it's what your goal is though. I mean, you're already working 30 hours a week, you know, at this health department basic thing. So how many more hours a week do you want to work? Do you have 10 hours a week to dedicate to this for the next couple of years? I mean, it will fast track your financial independence goals. It will. It will accelerate your wealth exponentially. Yeah, I could do 10 hours a week. That wouldn't be a problem, you know? Okay. I think it'd be good. You'll put 10 hours a week into this. It'll generate income for you and whatnot. But you're also building a business too. So if you want to make an exit in six, seven years, five years or whatever, then you can make an exit. You could sell it if you wanted to. You could hire another nurse practitioner to see patients for you. Or you say, you know, I'm going to leave my job now. It's time for us to enjoy life. We've hustled over the last five years. I almost have $2 million saved up in my investment accounts and whatnot. Our house is paid off. I want to spend half the year traveling. You got a little psych practice, a little part-time thing. You have a medical assistant or receptionist running the business for you. And you spend one to two days out of the week seeing telemedicine psych patients. And then the rest of the time you're traveling, doing whatever the hell you want. Yeah, that sounds good. You could do that. Anyone could do that. Any nurse practitioner listening to this could do that. I like what that. I do my, yeah, super easy to do. That's what I do with my men's health practice. I barely even have to ever go into my men's health practice anymore. Like half the time, it's just telemedicine visits. Like I have the location there. It's great. People see it and people come in for their injections and all that kind of stuff. But I very rarely ever go in there. I don't need to. Okay. Yeah, so, I can see that. I like the sound of that. Yeah. You and your husband in five years could, you know, go off and travel the country in an RV for six months if you wanted to, as long as you have an internet connection and a phone once a week. You're bringing in income from your business while your investments continue to grow. I mean- be a win-win situation. Yeah, totally. I think part so, of what I need to do is like let go of the 
kind of the scarcity mindset. And it's like I, the transition has been challenging, you know, so that really helps me. Think to yourself. I mean, you need to develop a mindset of abundance here. I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, you do have a scarcity mindset. I have that mindset too. I suffer from that. I mean, I think we're coming from the same place. It's difficult totally. to get out of that. Mm -hmm. But have an abundance mindset here. There is so much money out there for you to take, basically. You provide a service to the world and they're going to pay you for it. I mean, you're making $350,000 a year, just you. We're not counting what your husband's making here. You right. know, if you start a little side business, you could easily tack on another $100,000, $150,000 a year to that. Easy. Okay. You're making half a million dollars a year, half a mil a year as a psych NP. It's insane. Right. You are in a fantastic position here. You sound like you have some hesitations in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It just seems, uh, it seems like it's, I guess it seems unbelievable to me. So I'm wrapping in my head around a lot of. This is the reality of, of the situation. Yeah, the reality of the situation and that I don't have to worry about it being gone tomorrow. Uh, you know, that's the other part. Even if it does go away tomorrow, I mean, you still, I mean, your house is almost paid off. Your expenses are low. You can, you're probably already approaching a million dollars in net worth as is right now. You're probably already there. You don't even know it. I mean, you're in demand where you're at. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? If the worst case scenario, let's say you're working for a local government, you think they're going to close down anytime soon? No. <laughs> like worst yeah, case scenario I, is they, they lay you off or something. You're, you're still good for quite a while. Yeah, I know. And I think that's what, like, I think that uh, it's going to end. Like, it's too good. To, like, the thought process, it's too good yes. to be true. It's going to end. They're going to, they're going to, they're going to tell me to leave tomorrow or whatever, you know? Right. So right. then I, I feel like I need to have something set up on the side in case that happens, which that is my scarcity thinking, but it's also, you know, it's also a good idea to do that. So no, that's definitely a good idea. You're absolutely right. I mean, you never know, right? And right. so you need to be as redundant as possible here. I will 100% agree with you. Absolutely. That's why I'm saying I think starting a little side business would be a very, very good thing to do, especially if there's a need in your area and you're willing to put 10 hours a week into it. Okay. You will make mm -hmm. money off of it and you're building something, you're building an asset. Okay. So, but I understand this, you know, this, this is too good to be true. I mean, I get that. I literally have that thought. I'm not going to say on a daily basis, but I have that thought often. Yeah. <laughs> my men's health practice, elite NP, my investments. I'm like, geez, wow, this, this can't be real. Someone's going to take this from me. This isn't real, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly yeah. what I'm feeling. I mean, you know, to the point where I'm like, I'm almost like scared now that I actually said it on your podcast because like <laughs> I'm having, you know, it, it is like that. It's like that deep in me, that fear of it being taken. And I think it's just from, you know, it's from not having for so many years and it is part of the scarcity mindset. And I have to, I do need to work on moving over to abundance. Like it's all here. Like, I am doing great work. You know, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm, fine, I'm finally being paid what I'm worth. All right. I hope everyone's enjoying the episode so far. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank everyone listening and also give a big thank you to all of my social media followers and email subscribers. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to our email list at www.leadnp.com 
and make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Email subscribers will receive updates on new weekly podcast episodes, multiple weekly articles we publish, new courses, and everything else related to helping you succeed. Remember, all elite nurse practitioner courses are designed to help you build a niche practice, increase your financial strength, and to break free from the rat race. If I can break free and the other countless nurse practitioners can break free, then so can you. Additionally, please share this podcast with your other nurse practitioners, sisters, and brothers out there. The more NPs that venture out on their own, the stronger our profession will become. Now, let's get back to the episode. Like you should be living a rich life here. You should be enjoying this. Yes. And I think that's that's the crux of my problem that I'm having a hard time enjoying it and I should be enjoying it, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. I think you need to go to the bank, take $5,000 out and go treat yourself with it and don't even think about it and see how it makes you feel. Okay. Seriously. (laughs) Okay. Go take $5,000 out or go on a $10,000 vacation and don't okay. even think about it. Make sure you include some CME in it so you can write it off. All right. But go on a okay. $10,000 vacation <laughs> and just treat yourself to it and be like, listen, uh-huh. this is what I've accomplished. Okay. Be good all right. for you. Maybe yeah. that'll help you with that abundance mindset. Maybe that'll help motivate you to say, okay, now is the time to get this side practice up and going. I mean, you understand the processes. You know what you need to do. You got a credential with insurance, get a little small office, start seeing patients. I mean, if there's a need in your area, I mean, you'll just get patients. This is a part-time thing. So you can take your time and let it build up on itself. You know, okay. you don't got to spend yeah. a lot of money marketing it. You don't got to do that if it's just a little 10 hour of a week side hustle. Oh God. Yeah. No, I mean, and I, I am good enough at what I do that it will be word of mouth and word, you right. know, there is a need. And oh, I was going to say, well, within six to 12 months, you will be so picky on who you accept into your practice because you're not going to want to work anymore. Yeah. You well, will that's pick you. and choose who you want. Right. 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 You know, because the other thing that I don't want to, I don't want to, uh, I don't want my scarcity mindset to get me like into being all workaholic about it and just taking whatever and, you know, yeah. ending up with a big, a nope. big mess that I do not want that. So, and I think that's part of what kind of holds me back too is just my fear that I'm going to kind of let that my driven nature just go with that, you know, and, I really don't want that for myself anymore, you know? Sure. Yeah. It's time for you to start enjoying yourself. It's time for me to start enjoying myself. But if you have this goal though, you know, $2 million and a passive income stream, all these investments will be your passive income stream. You can even maybe look into a few rental properties or whatever if you want. But this business though, that could be partially passive income stream. You have another nurse practitioner working for you, that sort of stuff, you know? I think that's where you need to go, especially if there's a need in your area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's and be a, picky. Yeah. Picky. Right. If you don't yeah. want to see someone who's, you know, polypharmacy on 12 different meds, don't see them. Do the easy Zoloft refill. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's nice to work with people that really want to get better. You know, people there that are go. motivated and 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 those are the people that I really love helping. So there you go. I think yeah, that'll be one of my criteria. There you go. You know exactly what yeah. you want then. I mean, is there anything else you want to talk about in terms of the 
you know, any of that? Do you have any specific questions? I'm trying to think of any that come to me. I feel like I was really unprepared. <laughs> I didn't write any down. Nah, that's okay. I think um, this is kind of, I, I think this kind of went a little sideways. I don't think you expected the call to go in this direction. I, yeah, I don't know what I expected. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like you're doing uh, a psychiatry on me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even like mental health. I'm just good at this. I don't know why I am, but yeah. <laughs> well, a hidden gift. I really, I just want to say, I really appreciate your blog and everything that you are doing to empower nurses and nurse practitioners. I think it's wonderful. I have gained so much just by reading your blog and mostly it is your empowering voice that you put forward. So I love that. And I appreciate that. Well, it's, it's a pleasure. I'm glad it's helping you out. You know, I'm glad you actually reached out to me. I think with a plan here, I think that you could really, really accelerate your financial independence goal here. I think that you should continue doing the work that you're doing. I really would not. Don't quit this job. You are making a ridiculous amount of money. Like that's going to be, you know, awfully hard to replace, to be perfectly honest with you. I mean, you know, basically walking away with $350,000 and not having a bunch of business expenses, you know, rent and payroll and all this stuff. It's very, very impressive. A profitable business in terms of a niche practice goes is one where you're going to walk away with, you know, 40% um, profit margin based on this. Like you're walking away with 40% at the end of the day, 40, 50%. That's considered good. In a lot of other businesses, 10 or 20% is considered good. That's why I love these little niche practices. So you're making, imagine this, like, you're almost there. You're almost at that 40% mark now. So you would have to build a business that would generate a million dollars a year in revenue for you to walk away with 40%. You're pretty much there and you don't even own a business. Wow. Yeah. And you're working 30 hours a week. This is amazing. You need to milk this for as long as you can. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm planning like, on it. Believe me. Yeah. This is an amazing opportunity for you. And I think that, you know, having just a little side practice and adding on another hundred, hundred fifty thousand to that a year, I think it's totally doable. You can absolutely do that. And I think that within a year and a half, two years, you could easily be at five hundred thousand dollars a year. And there's no reason why at that amount of money within five years, you add another million dollars to your post-tax brokerage account in five years. There's no reason why you can't do that. Okay. $500,000 a year. You should be able to invest 200,000 of that. Easy. Right. 250, maybe even 300. Easy. Right. I mean, yeah. yeah. Currently, I think I'm living on about 90,000 a year, so it should be. <laughs> there you go. What the hell are you doing with your money? I got to figure out how to enjoy it, I think. That too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying a post-tax brokerage firm, that's what you would recommend? Correct, because this is the thing, you know, let's say that you want to retire in 5 years or semi-retire. Let's say that, you know, hey, I'm ready to go travel, we're going to get an RV or do whatever you're going to do. And, you know, I don't want to work 30, 40 hours a week anymore. And so, you know, you'll be 56 years old, basically. You're not going to be able to tap into your 403B or your IRA or anything like that until you're 59 and a half years old. So you're going to need some money to keep you afloat for a few years. So the post-tax brokerage account, you'll be able to withdraw money from that whenever you want. Okay. So you could put money into that. But I mean, you're making so much money. What are you going to do with it anyways? Like, you got to do something. You can't just have it sit in the bank. So, no. I mean, and you can only put so much money a year into your, you know, your SEP IRA. You can only put $61,000 a year into that. Okay. So and I'm going to need another. Yeah. You're going to need something. You could buy real estate. You could invest in some other businesses. I mean, you need to be investing that money. 
so it grows. Okay. Yeah. Like you have a good problem here. Yes. And so if you put some money in the post-tax brokerage, you can get that money whenever you want. You don't have to wait until you're 59 and a half years old. Okay. That sounds good. That's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Anything left over, I just put it in my account. You can open up a post-tax brokerage account with TD Ameritrade, Vanguard, Merrill Lynch, whatever. Okay. Vanguard solid. That's a good one. Okay. Yeah. So, and then you just, you invest in the market and you take out 4% to live off of or? That's what, that's what you would do when you're ready. Correct. When you're ready. Okay. So you're ready. Yeah. Now you just reinvest every dividend and, you know, return you make and you just reinvest that. That's how it compounds. Okay. Right. So for the next four to five years, you don't withdraw anything out of it because you don't need anything. You're still working. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, just grow it until it gets to a point where I can live off the 4% of the interest for a right. couple of years until I can start taking out the other stuff. Yeah. And you know, what'll happen is this is what I've, you know, a lot of people I've talked to who've done this, they take out the four to 5% to live off of and the balance never changes or it just continues to go up. Like awesome. they're still withdrawn four or 5%. Like it's security. It's a nest egg there that'll literally keep you afloat for the rest of your life and live good. So then when you're, you know, when you hit 59 and a half years old, you can start taking out money from your 503B and your IRA or whatever. You probably won't even need to. That'll just continue to grow. Then when you hit 65, you're going to have a good problem. You're going to be able to have a very, very nice retirement. That's what I've been hoping and praying for since I was, I think I started when I was like 29, 29, yeah. putting in. Yeah. Paid so. off. You've worked your ass off to get, you know, to get to this point. So now it's time to start enjoying the money a little bit and start, you know, create a plan. You're going to have to just create a plan here. You're going to be like every month I'm going to transfer $15,000 to my brokerage account. At the end of the year, I'm going to put $61,000 in my IRA and you just be very methodical about it. Okay. Very, very methodical about it. You just do it. You can even put this all this stuff on automatic drafts. You don't even have to think about it. Okay. So fifteen thousand a month in my brokerage, and then like fifty-one thousand in the the sub IRA. Yeah, yeah. I think in twenty twenty two they raised that, so I think it's like sixty-one thousand or sixty-one thousand five hundred. I think. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, you just put sixty-one thousand dollars a year into that. After your accountant files your taxes and that kind of stuff, you just dump sixty-one thousand into it to lower your taxable income, so your tax bill is less. All right. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you do that, I mean, you're looking at, you know, you're investing over $200,000 a year into your investments. That will compound very quickly. You okay. will have a million dollars in that account in five years. Okay. You know, I'm used to it taking like 30 years. So that's kind of hard yeah. for me to wrap my head around too. Your first okay. million is the hardest million to accumulate. The second million is much easier. You already have the million. Guarantee you do. I be, I guarantee if you set the random numbers of how much equity you have in your home, how much you have in your 503B, how much money you have in savings uh-huh. and all this kind of stuff, I bet you're already there. You don't even know. I don't know if I'm quite there. My home is pretty little. <laughs> okay. Well, you might be close. You might not even know it. I might not. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Okay. I can see. By the end of this year, you will be. Guarantee it. Okay. And this annuity that you have is going to end up paying you a little small salary or whatever. Depending on how much that's paying you, that's worth money in itself. Right. You know, if it's paying you $2,000 a month, I mean, in a way, if you follow the 4% rule, that's worth half a million dollars. Yeah, I think that'll probably be what it ends up paying me. There you go. You have a half a million dollars just in that in itself. Technically, you are a millionaire. Wow. Well, that's a whole thing. (laughs) 
get off your ass and go live life a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. My goodness. You are in a fantastic position. Fantastic. So I would recommend maybe call Vanguard up, you know, tomorrow, whatever, call them up, get a brokerage account set up, talk to one of their financial advisors, talking to their financial advisors typically is free or very, very low cost. If you use them as, you know, as a brokerage and just talk with them and they will be able to guide you to, you know, they'll ask you what you're making, that sort of stuff. They'll be able to set up all this stuff on automatic draft for you. So you don't even think about it. You just you know, invest it in four to five different index funds and just let it grow. Okay. Super simple. You do not have to day trade. You don't got to buy stock in Tesla and Apple and all this kind of nonsense, a few index funds and call it a day. Okay. So would you recommend using a financial planner? For getting this all set up and planned? Yes. I don't think it's someone you need to speak to every three months or anything like that. I think that you know, just getting it set up, getting your mind, you know, into a structured mode where, okay, this is how much money we're going to put in every month. This is what I should expect in returns. I'm just going to leave it in this account. Like just something, just someone to help you get set up. I, I used a financial advisor when I first started getting started on my journey to financial independence. And he helped me, you know, structure debt payoff. I'm going to invest this much in this. Like he really helped me. And I, I'll tell you, I wouldn't be where I was if it wasn't, you know, paying this guy for four to six different, you know, visits, calls. Okay. That student loans right. that you got, why, why why are you deferring this? Just pay them off. You got $16,000. Just, just pay it off. Okay. Be done with it. Get it out of your life. Yeah, we were focused on we were focused on getting the credit cards paid off. We got those paid off really fast. Okay. And now we were just we just wanted to get the mortgage paid off. Um yeah. and then we were gonna knock out the student loans because they weren't really accruing any interest. So but, yeah, but they're yeah. going to though, you know. I mean, it is yeah, I get yeah. it. But I mean, you have yeah. the means to pay them off. I just get it over with. Yeah, that's a good point. And then yeah. it's not, then we're not thinking about it. But right, it is, right. yeah, I have to tell you, it feels really, really good to get those damn credit cards off our. Oh, I bet. Oh, yeah. and it feels even, and it feels great too, having those student loans paid off. That monkey's off your back. It's great. Yeah. I, that last payment when you click submit, it's just like this weight's lifted off your shoulder. I've been there. It was awesome. Oh, good. That's good to know. I'm going to look forward to that. Yeah. 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 Same with the mortgage. Now with the mortgage though, you only owe $90,000 on this thing. What's your interest rate? I think it's like four, four point four percent. Yeah. It's four point something percent. Okay. I mean, it's not really that high. It's really not that low. It's basically, you know, could you make more money investing in the stock market or real estate or whatever, or, you know, that $90,000 be better invested in the stock market. Or would it be better invested in the mortgage? Honestly, you'd probably get better returns in an index fund of some sort, you know, invested in your brokerage account. But paying off your mortgage is more of a peace of mind. If you feel like that peace of mind is worth it, like just to know that the ground under your feet is yours and like it's yours, then pay off the mortgage. Okay. That's a good point. I mean, I think what we were thinking was that we we could have refinanced when I first got out of school, we kind of had to refinance because of credit card debt. And I was, you know, working at a clinic, not making that much. I mean, and this was like, you know, this was like not too long ago. My husband was in school. So things were really tight and like we could barely make it through the month. Like it was scary. I had not been there in a while and it was because of the credit card debt. So we went and refinanced and we refinanced at a higher rate 
than, you know, I probably would have wanted to. And then I just got, I got to work and I got really busy and I didn't keep track of like the mortgage rate. So we probably would have refinanced again at a lower rate, but with such a little mortgage, we're just like, should we just pay it off? Because now we can. So that's kind of where we're at with that. Like, should we refinance it or just pay it off? And I think that probably the peace of mind is a big part of it for us to just have it paid off. To pay it off. And it seems like that would make sense. I mean, a lot of people would advise you not to do that, but if it's the peace of mind that would make you sleep better at night, you can't put dollar amount on that. No. I mean, it is something to consider though. I get what you're saying. You know, yeah. it would make more in an index fund if I put that $90,000, you know, over right. the next, over the next three months, if I put that $90,000 in an index fund, it would accrue more interest. Correct. It know? would. If the market continues doing what it's doing. Yeah. You know, if, but if, if there's a downturn, you could lose some of it. I mean, you'd end up gaining it back at some point, you know, paying the mortgage off is a guaranteed 4% return guaranteed. So yeah, you know. okay. I think Dave Ramsey, you know, he says that, uh, almost every millionaire he interviews, you know, they almost all have their house paid off. And once they pay their house off, their wealth just grows because now they have very few expenses in their life. That makes so, sense. Right. Yeah. So what are you else, what are you gonna do? I mean, you have your mortgage paid off, you got all that paid off now. I mean, you can yeah. live off of nothing. So you just continue to reinvest your money and your wealth just grows very quickly. And plus it's the peace of mind too, you know. So yeah. 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 yeah you have to put some thought into that. Good point. Like I said, my brain is still catching up to this. And, you know, I just like kind of shocked myself when I said, you know, three years ago, I was refinancing our mortgage because we, we were having a hard time making it. I was working full time, 40 hours a week in a clinic as a nurse practitioner. It was one, you know, one income, but we had so much credit card debt, it was hard to make it through the month. Well, look at you now. It's like, hard to believe that was, I mean, no wonder I feel like so like whiplash, you know, right, like, yeah. Right. Let me tell yeah. you a personal story. It's similar. So I remember when I was going through my BSN, the girlfriend I had at the time, you know, she was kind of living with me and she was working and she was kind of paying some bills and whatnot. And I guess she got fired over something and I wasn't working because I was going to school and like, it was the first time I ever experienced a panic attack in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I thought I was having a heart attack. You know, I'm like 25 years old or whatever the hell I was. And like, we couldn't pay the electricity. I mean, it was dark. It was a dark time, mm -hmm. you know? Fast forward just three or four years, and I'm a nurse practitioner making $140,000 a year. I just bought a beautiful new house and a new car. And, you know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I've been there. Yeah. I totally understand where you're coming from. And yeah, that... That mindset, when you're in that kind of financial fear, it's almost like a financial PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. And that's hard to break out of. Some people never do. But you don't want to be that old man who's, you know, sitting there counting pennies and asking for receipts for a $2 purchase and driving across town to get gas that's five cents cheaper who has $10 million in the bank. It's insane. I know people no, like that. No, you know? I don't do that. <laughs> like... You know, buying the $3 bag of vegetables versus yeah. the $4 bag of vegetables and the $4 one's organic or whatever, you know, like, come on, it's a dollar. Yeah, yeah. You have a no. million of them. Yeah, so no. you got to kind of break out of that. I do, I do. And I'm working on it. <laughs> 
<laughs> sure. It's a process. Yeah. It is. It's a process. It You're in a great situation. I think that a lot of NPs listen to this or probably very much appreciate this episode because I think that uh, you've worked hard and you've amassed quite a bit of wealth here and you're in a very, very good position. I think that some NPs out there listening to this who might be having a hard time finding a job or might be struggling financially or whatever, you know, you are a uh, a perfect example of what can happen through persistence, paying down debt, hard work. So hope a lot of people listening to this will, you know, walk away from it with uh, maybe some motivation to, you know, yeah. get their life together. And I would add to that, Justin, like no matter how hard it seems, really try to put as much as you can into the stock market as early as you can. You know, yep. I wish I had started at 25 when I got my first nursing job. That small pre-tax amount of money, you honestly won't even miss once you get used to it. And if you can do it, the younger you can do it, the better. And I tell every young nurse that I work with, like, you have to defer some of your income as soon as possible. And like, I had a mentor tell me, save early and save often. And yep. I, you know, I just, I, I took home less money and we did, we, we lived on less forever until now. And that's why I'm in the predicament now where I have yeah, to change is, my entire mindset. But, right. you know, this is why you have a bunch of good problems in front of you. Yeah. Right. But no, this really, this really helped clarify it for me. Like, go ahead, take the jump, spend the money hire somebody, just get your small business started so that you have that outlet, that side hustle, you know, doesn't have to kill you. Nope. Keep it small. Yeah. Be very no, selective. Very selective. And like, yeah, yep. yeah. That's it. And you know That's what you could do? You could live off the income from the side hustle and every single dollar you make from your other job, you could invest it all. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, you could be a multimillionaire in a matter of five years. You really could. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I've always, that's what I've always wanted. I'm not ashamed yep. to say it anymore. I'm not ashamed no. to say it anymore. Shouldn't be ashamed. That's fine. Yeah, I, well, I was forever. I was, you know, taught that money is the root of all evil. Don't be greedy. Don't, you know, all of the messages that money is bad. I think I got them. So, <laughs> but it's not. It's not true. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be rich. No, there's not. As long no. as you're a good person and whatnot, you know, as long as you're not screwing people over and doing stuff like yeah. that, you're making an honest living. There's nothing wrong with that. No, I am using my gifts to help people. I have worked extremely hard to learn and grow and I am very good at what I do and I should be compensated for it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Well, do you have any uh, any other questions or anything? Nope, I do not. Do you have any questions for me? I like to typically end the episodes with you asking me a, a question for myself, a personal question for me. Is there anything that you would like to ask me? Yeah, I think that there is. What's what's your net worth? My net worth? <laughs> um, it's healthy. It's probably a little more than yours, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I would have not been able to get there without my side practices. There's absolutely no way. There is Okay. absolutely no way I could be where I'm at. I would have just continued working as a W-2 employee at an urgent care as a nurse practitioner. Absolutely possible. There's no way. So not going to say any specifics though, but close to yours, maybe a little bit more. Okay. All right. Well, hey, listen, I uh, appreciate you hopping this phone call and hope it benefited you. I hope it 
benefits everybody. I really, I love nurses. I come from a long line of nurses and I, I want us to be empowered and know how smart and good we are. Yep. That's definitely changing for the better. It really is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It I is. feel like they are all my sisters and brothers and I just, I want us to all stand up and get what we deserve. hundred percent, hundred percent agree. That's yep. why I created the elite NP. So. Yeah. Well, you've done a wonderful job. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Hey, listen, I appreciate uh, you taking the time and, uh, and yeah, keep me up to date. If you want to hop on another call a year from I, now or whatever, let me know. I will. We could do an update call. That'd be fun. Hell yeah, absolutely. All right. Bye. Take, Take care, care of yourself. Bye. I hope everyone enjoyed the conversation with Stacy. That was a fantastic episode and just goes to show that any nurse practitioner can just absolutely kill it if they do things right. She has been paying off her debt. She has been making solid moves in her career. She started as an RN, now she's a psych NP. She took a fantastic job. She got lucky, she did, she got very, very lucky, but she worked hard and she got to where she's at. So I want everyone to walk away from this episode knowing that what you can do as a nurse practitioner is endless. You can start businesses, you can find that perfect job, and it's when you begin stacking these things on top of each other is when your wealth exponentially increases. If she starts this side practice while she's doing this amazing job that she has, she will make half a million dollars a year. I guarantee it. Even myself, I have multiple practices. They stack on top of each other. The income stacks. It allows me to accelerate my wealth. It allows me to become financially independent. When you are financially independent, you can do whatever you want. It doesn't mean you have to stop practicing. It just means you can stop listening to other people telling you what to do. It's the most freeing thing that anyone can do. Starting your practice is one of the first steps of getting there. Once you get a taste of that freedom, you will never look back. And when you see the bank account grow and you see your investments grow, you will never look back. You will look back at that W-2 job that you had and you will throw up. I promise you, you will. You can do this. Any one of us can. Stacy did it. I've done it. I know many other nurse practitioners that have done this. All right. So you can do it. I hope everyone enjoyed that episode. I'll talk to you guys later. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening to the show. Quick legal disclaimer, the content of this podcast is meant for informational and entertainment purposes only and should not be used as legal, financial, medical, regulatory, or practice-specific advice. For information pertaining to your specific legal, financial, medical, or practice-specific needs, please be sure to consult with your lawyer, CPA, medical director, and or your state's practice laws and the most up-to-date clinical guidelines. As always, do your due diligence when it comes to any information found online and in podcasts. The content in this podcast is copyrighted by Galaxy Medical Southwest 2022 and cannot be duplicated, rebroadcasted, or reproduced without our written permission.